0: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Sentinel Online, now loading the GeekCast Radio Network of Podcasts. You're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network of Podcasts. You're listening to GeekCast Radio. On GeekCastRadio.com.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the GeekCast Radio's Year in Review for 2010. I am your host, Steve Joe and Mike, and joining me is the web designer to the stars, Steve Megatron. Hello. Hello. Michael the Complainer Wilson.
3: Hey, how's it going?
2: The guy whose cat ate Springer, yay. Kevin Optimus, Solo Thompson. He didn't get to Springer.
4: Damn it. He almost did.
2: And the rising star, Tara.
5: Hey, everyone. <laughs> yes.
2: This is the first time we've had more than three people in a podcast.
6: Yes.
5: Yay. And
2: yes. It is all of us that are, you know, the main. Parts of Geekcast Radio Network, I guess you could say. I, I was going to say all heads, but that that wouldn't be right.
4: So buckle uh, up, folks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly right
4: for a wild ride,
5: crazy ride.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, today we're going to give you a rundown of stuff that happened in 2010. We're going to uh, throw throw at you a couple of our top five lists from 2010, and then we're going to preview stuff for 2011. Uh, so, Steve, did you do your homework and get the numbers for the year?
6: You know what? I did not.
2: <laughs> I asked you about this like two and a half days ago. I gave you plenty of notice. I asked you if it was possible to get the download numbers for the entire year and the, the subscriber numbers for the entire year, and you still didn't do
6: it. You know what? Come back to me after everybody's said their little intros, and okay. then I guarantee I will have them pulled up. Good. We can do this.
2: Get to work. We can do it. We can Podcast
6: do it. Podcast.
4: <laughs> So, uh, Kevin, what have you been up to? Oh, lordy, lordy. Um, a whole lot of stuff. Let's see. First off, as far as behind the voice actors, been posting a lot of cool stuff there. I just posted the Star Trek The Animated Series uh, page. I've posted a couple of My Little Pony things to fulfill some requests from some forum members, not because I wanted to. Um, <laughs> let's see, what else did I do? Oh, I just added some G.I. Joe Renegades characters that appeared, Duke's mom and dad. Um, I don't know how many people out there I watched G.I. Joe Renegades but uh, Falcon and Tripwire and Stalker made cameo appearances in this last episode so I added them and let's see over at Geekcast Radio what have I been doing um, telecast is in full swing we've just uh, gotten into our second set of uh, themed episodes the educational shows starting with uh, Bill Nye and moving into Beekman's world we also did our first supplemental episode, so you can check that out. We have uh, the theme song contest going on, and I got my first entry for that, so everybody else needs to get their entries in, so there's some competition. I will say that the first person that put her uh, entry in did not necessarily get every theme song right, so there's still a possibility for someone else to beat her. Um, and I just also posted a new blog about my top 50 movies from uh, 2000 to 2009, so that just got posted like as we're speaking, so that's new.
2: Very cool. And we haven't heard from him since episode 30 of the Beast Unleashed podcast. Michael the Complainer Wilson, how are you, sir? Doing good. Yes. Uh, Enlighten us of your holiday family stuff that you've been doing.
3: That's pretty much it. That's all I've been doing (laughs) is the holiday family stuff. I'm actually happy that the holidays are over so that I don't have to do the stuff anymore.
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the <a> spirit Very <laughs> good sad. attitude
3: Yeah well you know when you have little kids They're all excited and Santa's coming and, and what do you do when Santa's coming Well you visit Santa We've seen Santa about five times <laughs> in, in December Right I mean every weekend it's You know we go to the mall or we go to the You know the Bella Boost PlayStation Or we we're going to different places To see different Santas they're like, how many different Santas are there? <laughs> Whoa, you see,
6: Santa's got many brothers.
3: It's <laughs> and he has many
6: sacks of toys that you can play with. No,
3: They're the clones. The they the very, clones. Yeah. very similar, but only in one case did we get the same guy. Nice. And nice. it's like, oh, my God, this guy is the same guy. It was weird because... The kids now think that that is the real Santa. He would be the, the Santa, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In fact, no, I think this guy was the guy who showed up at my son's uh, daycare. Okay. Uh, which is why you know he's like oh this is you know I mean I don't really think he notices if it's the same Santa mm-hmm. I notice right but I mean uh, a four year old I don't think he's going to catch on yeah so yeah no, I hope I he got. doesn't listen to this <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's nice it's it, it's really nice having the holidays with little kids uh, you know because they're they're so impressionable and gullible. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And, and you really need to be, uh, just to get through this at that age, I suppose.
2: Yes. And every time we have Michael on, I always have to bug him. He's got enough new family photos that he needs to update his website, michaelandchrissy.com, with new family photos.
6: There's this is magical thing called life, and it attacks <laughs> us at the worst possible moment. <laughs>
3: You know, I was just thinking that uh I've I've been on vacation for the last two weeks. Uh the basically the university shuts down yeah. between, you know, mid December and, and New Year. Uh and I haven't really done anything. <laughs> and I like, man, I should post on my blog or yep. you know, put some photos up or do something. And I have I've just been
2: sitting here playing like, Mafia Wars.
3: Then, well, Borderlands, playing a lot of Borderlands lately, uh, the expansion pack. But no, mostly it's lately, you know, all my spare time has been playing with my boys, taking them to see Santa Claus, and you know, now at post Christmas, there's all these new toys to play with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So the superhero squad, and we got more, more Thomas the Tank Engine again, and Dinosaur Train. Love Dinosaur Train. Yeah. So we got Those are valid excuses. Exactly. So what are you doing? I'm playing Superhero Squad all <laughs> the time. <laughs> no one can <laughs> fault you for that. Well, you know what's cool is you've got, uh, you know, the Transformers have the, uh, oh, and I forget.
2: What, core Combiners?
3: No, Robot Heroes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Robot Heroes are the same size as the Superhero Squad. Yep. So Robot got, Heroes oh, rule. Exactly. Yeah, so we've got Robot Heroes and the Superheroes fighting on the, uh, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. Hella character. You know, it's, yeah, so Iron Man is totally getting his ass trounced by Megatron. (laughs) As he should. Exactly, as it should be.
2: So, Tara, what have you been up to?
5: Oh, I've been up to a lot lately, actually. (laughs) Um, In terms of, I've been doing some promo work for you guys, for GeekCast Radio Network. I've been starting to help out more with BehindTheVoiceActors.com, grabbing some photos, grabbing, you know, doing that kind of fun stuff. I love that site. It's an awesome Mm -hmm. site. Yes.
0: Uh,
5: Yeah, it's great. I've also been doing some prop making and costume making for some conventions I'm going to in the new year. So that's been going on, and also just been getting ready for school because fourth semester broadcast and film is gonna be, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> so, i getting you ready to do that. it. Yeah, thank First you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And also, hopefully, going to be going for some auditions and stuff in the new year. So, I'm prepping myself for doing that. Very
2: cool. And,
5: uh, you know, seeing family. Enjoying not having to wake up at six thirty in the morning to go to college. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've uh, let's see for me, I've just been podcasting. Uh, actually, Twig is on. This weekend, Geek is on hiatus, but we're getting back into that here shortly. I finally got episodes nineteen and twenty of Secret Origins podcast recorded. Thank God, so that shows back on schedule. Um, just a bunch of just watching TV, watching what little movies I have left. Let's not go there. Uh, so, Steve, you got those numbers yet?
6: Uh, yes, but I think I'll explain that after I tell what I told in the uh,
2: – Take two. This is take two. <laughs>
6: yes, yeah, this is take two. I am the only one that got to speak. Um <laughs> Yeah, so pretty much all I've got going on is uh, various voice acting that has to do with either video or audio versions of Beast Wars episodes that do not exist, um, one being that should have existed but doesn't, and one that does not exist. Uh, so I, uh, I've been doing that. I've been uh, building a website for a particular uh, uh, celebrity that I will leave unnamed or un- unknown for the time being, uh, until it is completely 100% finalized, and uh, other than that, uh, just pretty much been podcasting and
4: uh, revamping the job,
6: and uh, that's going to obviously tie into my little headshot segment I've decided to add into this episode. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. We
4: also revamped job. the uh, revamped the website a little bit.
6: Yes, I've made little changes. I've added a forum, I've uh, which, whether it gets used or not, is irrelevant. <laughs> uh, it's mostly for people to comment or um, mostly trying to just keep conversation, general conversation in there. Right. And to, uh, like, have topic ideas. But for actual talking about episodes that are released, uh, you're still going to comment on the individual posts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, the main page has pretty much uh, had a little bit of moving around, a little bit of things added, a little bit of things removed, but it's it's pretty much uh, intact.
2: Namely a very certain thing removed, but we'll not go there.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll leave that.
2: That's a that's a dead issue. <laughs> I should say that's a
4: spoiled lunch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I
6: don't
5: know I had, what that yeah. means, but okay. I'm sorry. That's
4: bad table manners. Steve gets it. Same Kevin way. gets it. Yeah, I, I just don't I, get it. <laughs> hopefully, nobody else gets
5: it. You can tell me later if you joke. want. Uh, it, it
6: goes to the trifecta. That's all I got to
5: say.
2: Um, oh, that's a bad tripod joke. Um, yes, I, I want to go over it briefly, and I've got to thank all of these people. Uh, in 2010, for the network, we have interviewed Rob Paulson. Happy birthday, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, Ian James Corlett, Gary Chalk, David Kaye, uh, David Soboloff, a whole bunch of really, really nice people. Maurice LaMarche, Jess Harnell, Tara Strong, Christy Marks, David Wise, Larry Tillio, Robert Enskier. uh Big thanks to those people for taking time out of their busy schedules to talk with us. All of those interviews were extremely awesome. I, I'm still shocked that the Robert Skeer interview is the longest interview we've ever done at 2 hours and 11 minutes.
6: But it was very enlightening. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that was a good one. Yes.
2: Um, a couple of things that are coming to a close in 2010 as we uh, go into the new year.
4: but uh, are, are we getting those numbers first?
2: Oh uh, Well, <laughs> Steve.
6: Okay. Pretty much, we we started out the year with a strong, hundred and thirty-four thousand total hits to the site. Mm -hmm. Take a guess at what we're at for uh, December's. Five
2: hundred thousand.
6: Close. No, we're at four hundred sixteen thousand, which is only thirteen thousand shy of last month. Right. And it's last month was a hundred thousand over the previous month, so the network is definitely growing exponentially. Yes. Um, we've had a total of 3.3 million hits over the entire year, which is awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow! I can't really tell how many total downloads have been done, but I do know that, uh, uh, my bandwidth every month has been going down. Like as far as like, I start out with a terabyte and I end up with, uh, uh, a great many gigs taken away from me. Okay. I, I end up down to like the 60s in gig uh, in or 600 gigabytes or something left.
2: Is that good or bad? That's good.
6: Good and bad. It, <laughs> it can be considered bad if I end up getting to the bottom and uh, have no bandwidth left, but uh, that shouldn't be an, an issue in the future.
2: Very but, awesome. Very because
5: awesome.
6: A lot yes, of people it, are there doing stuff. Yes, people are downloading. It's great.
5: <laughs> Yay. Keep Download, please. <laughs>
4: and, and Mike, what did you say you're up to for fans for uh, Facebook?
2: Oh yeah, uh, the Facebook fan page. I don't actually have Facebook open because I figured we were. What <laughs> other stuff?
4: I think it's up to like a, It was up to 181.
2: 180. Yeah. Okay. It, it's at 181 now. Yep, 181. Um. I, actually, I, I mistyped it in the in the latest not the latest status but one of the statuses that I was thanking everybody. Um. I had said that uh, it was 190, which that is incorrect, because I was looking at the friends of mine that like us, and it was 90 friends, and I just added a 1 in front of it. (laughs) So, yeah, we're up to 181 total fans. Um, uh, the The monthly active users, the daily new likes, and daily post views are all currently down, but I'm sure once... 2011 starts, and we start posting more shows, more and more shows, um, it'll go back up. Exactly. We'll get them. Yes. Um, yeah, so what I was going to say earlier was uh, some shows have to end in 2010. Uh, we finished... Ooh. What? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well... If they'd made two more seasons of Beast Machines, we could have continued it, but they didn't do it. Beast Machines, but anyway. Beast Wars. Anyways, uh, yes, the Beast Unleashed podcast is over. However, it will live on in Infamy. Infamy, especially since uh, the whole the whole thing of the dark hilarity in that show is actually one person's fault. Michael Wilson brought bestiality in episode five of the Beast Unleashed podcast,
3: and don't it just forget. Don't forget tentacle porn.
2: Yeah, I'm going to try to forget that. Oh, no, no, not no, that. No, we don't
3: want to forget that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to try to forget that one.
3: The Beast Wars was all about tentacle porn, honestly. The Beast <laughs> Wars <go>. are over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, uh,
2: what, what does Depth Charge say, Steve? X is down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, a couple of things. Beast, uh, Beast Unleashed is coming to an end. Uh, actually, it's, it's done now here in 2010 as we close out the year. Uh, coming up in February, hopefully, if nothing else goes wrong, the Secret Origins podcast will be closing down as we finish out that podcast at 25 episodes. Um TuneCast will be ending in June uh, of 2011, so we've got three shows down and a million more starting up.
4: And <laughs> another going on a hiatus.
2: Yes. Uh, M-Wire, after, epi- after we Steve and I eventually record episode 80, which probably won't be until after 2011 starts, um, after episode 80 of M-Wire, movie we can review, we're going to put that show on hiatus for about six months because... It needs tweaking. I've got to figure out a way to tweak it to where we get more feedback on it. Currently, we only have one iTunes US review for that podcast and we just we're we're, we're, we're kind of drowning on that show. Well, uh That
6: we've been kind of burnt out other than if, you know, a handful of episodes anyway. Yeah. Unless it's something we've been really passionate about, we've been just kind of talking about movies we own and just kind of, uh, yeah. it seems like droning on just because they're there.
2: Like it's I said, it, it, it needs to movie. be revamped. It needs to... It will, I, I, I need to figure out a way to make it interesting. Um, and I'll be working on that in the six-month hiatus. Also, want to give everybody an update on ToyCast. ToyCast is... actually went on an accidental hiatus. Uh, it's... All because of Christmas. <laughs> Honestly, Mike I knew. The show. Huh? Nothing. what did you say, Steve?
6: <laughs> I said Mike broke the show. No, I didn't break the damn show. Uh, I'm diecast. We did.
2: <laughs> Diecast Construction, it's a lost art. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, Toycast kind of went on an accidental hiatus because of the fact that December is Christmas time and everybody's busy going on vacation and everything else, so we just kind of didn't do any episodes. We did do the Puggle Former Christmas episode with Derek J. Wyatt, Callie, and Nitro Streak. Um, so there was that release I'm hoping to be bringing that back sometime March or April next year at some point Um, but I think I think that pretty much takes care of the 2010 business as far as the network goes as far as uh, what shows are ending
4: but don't let that dishearten you and make it seem like we're shutting everything down because this episode we'll be talking about a whole bunch of new stuff
2: oh yeah later on
4: so stay tuned for what's coming
2: yes exactly (laughs) Do Don't it, go anywhere. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap, that's funny. Do it, do it now. You can do it! You can do it all night long!
1: You can do it!
2: I have some high quality H2O. <laughs> that was kind of a combination between Bobby Boucher and Daffy Duck, holy crap. It
4: was a little
2: bit. <laughs> <laughs> you Mike bug- is down there. <laughs> <laughs> you smug th- son of
4: a beep <laughs> No, I haven't heard that for a long time that back.
2: Um,
6: so what about that hated phrase
2: <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately Pamela Call Recorder won't let us use it
6: Excellent. And since you don't do the editing,
4: you can't put it in there. <laughs> I know, really.
2: Um, so yes, uh, I, I figured since we were, you know, counting down 2010 uh, in, into 2011, that we would have uh, some top five lists uh, for movies, TV shows, and I've got one for music because I listen to music. Uh, I got and a I'm, special
4: one too. Once we're all done with that.
2: Oh, oh, lovely. Well, Uh-oh. I'm going to get my top five albums of 2010 out of the way really quick um last year in 2009 i had heard that default uh new album comes and goes was coming out well apparently in 2009 it only came out in canada and it didn't come out in the u.s until this year uh i've I've always liked that band they're a very cool band and this album does not disappoint at all uh my number four is finger 11 life turns electric uh I, this is an album that pretty much all, all of these on, on the top five, I can listen front to back endlessly. I just love all of them. Uh, great sound with Finger Eleven, really great tracks on that album. Number three is Stan Bush, Dream the Dream. In Stan in 2007 released In This Life, and I liked a few tracks off that, but this one, he really knocked it out of the park. It was one of those things where I can listen to every single song and that's the best thing about an album if you, if you can listen listen to it cover to cover that's that means that obviously the artist is doing their job um Earlier this month, on the 7th, December 7th, uh, Hinder released their third album, All-American Nightmare. This is another one has a lot of great tracks. Uh, I had kind of gotten away from Hinder's music when they released their second album, uh, Take It to the Limit, because it really didn't sound like what they were originally sounding like. But this one is just amazing. And my number one, which Michael Wilson will be able to comment on this, my number one album of 2010 is Rock Sugar
3: Reimaginator. <laughs> that is a good album. This Yes it is. It, it's not
2: only a good album, it's a great friggin' concept. If no one has heard Rock Sugar's Reimaginator or they don't know who these guys are, you need to go find them right now. You need to go find them on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, wherever. Uh do it, I be- do it now. I believe the website is Rocksugarband.com. Uh, just amazing. Uh, the voice of Wacko, Jess Harnell, <laughs> is the lead singer. And their basic premise is taking the hard rock songs from the 80s and combining them with the melodic, slower rock stuff uh, from the 80s. So one of their songs... Uh, do you ever think AC/DC and Madonna would do a duet? I don't think so. But <laughs> they did it. All... Uh, you Shook Me Like a Prayer and they combine You Shook Me All Night Long with Like a Prayer uh, their main hit that, that they came out with was uh, Don't Stop the Sandman <laughs> which combines Journey's Don't Stop Believing" with Metallica's Enter Sandman
6: I love that song
2: This stuff is just amazing So go listen And I cannot wait until Rock Sugar released their next album
3: I think uh, that you know, to interject here a little bit, I, I think that, that uh, to really groove on this type of music, you have to have enjoyed music of that era. Yes, uh, I mean you have to really like the the uh, '80s hair band metal, along with the '80s pop rock, yeah. and and understand what these songs are and how what they meant at the time. Uh, I mean, as for me, I have certain. Emotional feelings tied up with some of these songs, from, you know, the way just the way you feel when you hear a song that reminds you of things of your past. So when you hear them mixed up, it's like entirely new feelings that come out of you.
2: And so, I'm going gonna- mean,
3: to... If, if you're used to nothing but Britney Spears, this is not going to be your band. No. But if, if, you were, if you were around in that time, you know, yes. as we were, it's, it's really amazing.
2: And I'm going to throw Michael completely under the bus, because when I first told him about this, he's like, oh, that sounds like something I would never listen to, because he thought I meant it was a combining just singing tracks from one singing lyrics from like one track and then singing lyrics from the from the other track and not melded together
3: what what i thought it was was them singing one song for half a minute and then completely switching to another song and then completely switching back and just going back and forth and i'm thinking you know that's not all that interesting but the concept is they sing the lyrics from one song over the the uh the the tune the music from another right and they go together so well that you would barely be able to tell that they're they're a different i mean if you've never heard the two constituent songs before you might not know that it's supposed to be two separate songs yeah but again, if you're from that era and you recognize the songs, then you you know you, you get a giant brick in your shorts. Exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly. I think the one song I can listen to and I like really the most right now is "Voices in the Jungle," which uh, combines um, the song "Voices Carry" and uh, "Welcome to the Jungle." Interesting.
3: Uh, I, think there, I think there's one more song in there too.
2: No, it's just those. Vo- voices in the Jungle, it's just
3: those two. There's at least one that blends three.
2: Right, that's... um, uh, Oh, what is it? Yeah, um, it, just,
3: it just pulls the guitar riffs from another song.
2: Right, it it's uh, very well. pr- Praying for a Sweet Weekend. Yeah. Praying for a Sweet Weekend <laughs> combines Bon Jovi's uh, Living on a Prayer, yeah. Lover Boys, Working for the Weekend, and uh, Guns N' Roses... No, not Guns N' Roses. Is it Guns N' Roses. Yeah, Guns N' Roses. Sweet Child of Mine.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just the uh, just the guitar riff, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: But very it's, very cool. it's nice.
2: Um. So why don't we have Kev, uh how, how do we want to do this, uh, people? How do we want to? Was just, that your
4: top five? All of them?
2: Yeah, that's well. That's for the albums.
4: I'm not. I'm okay. not. I'm I not, thought not. I missed one. <laughs> no, 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 I was miscounting.
2: Yeah. No, t- top five is five is default. Four is Finger Eleven. Three is Stan Bush. Two is Hinder. And one is Rock Sugar. Um, so, who wants to go first for movies?
5: I I don't mind. I'll go first.
2: Okay, go ahead. Top five movies from Tara.
5: All right. Well, at number five, I have Kick-Ass. <laughs> Love that movie. Actually, I actually just watched it...
4: that today for the first time.
5: Oh, nice. I <laughs> thought it was awesome. The first time I saw it, I saw it in theaters with... um. My one of my best friends, her name is Rachel, and we had a blast seeing it. I thought it was funny. It was a little too violent for my taste, but I liked it. Despite the violence.
3: Yeah. Too too violent? Wow.
5: I thought it was a little too violent. I don't I, know, I, I guess
3: <laughs> I liked it. It was good.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess I just can't. Stand seeing someone get melted alive in like a giant oven or something. <laughs> that was
4: an interesting scene that's for sure. But I, I, I've heard a lot of good, you know, a lot of people like this movie so it's probably a good choice for you. Well,
5: it was funny. And Hit Girl is my favorite character ever. <laughs> Love her. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then at um, number four I have Burlesque with Christina Aguilera.
4: I've not seen that one.
5: It's, it's a really good movie. I've um,
2: seen the trailers I haven't seen the movie though.
5: You know what? She's an amazing singer. Well, she can act too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's a really good movie. It's you know about a small town girl wanting to be a star, and it just it's it's great. It's got great music, great storyline. It's got humor, so you'll it's like got it. Share. Yeah, and share. <laughs> Don't forget Cher.
4: Is <laughs> that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs>
5: so, uh, yeah. And this in this movie actually, it's kind of got a hidden message in one of her songs. She's saying I'm not done yet. I'm still here, so I guess it's kind of her message to the world, saying, you know, I'm not finished. I'm gonna keep what I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. So right. don't count me out yet. And uh, yeah, and then number three, I got Percy Jackson: The Lightning Thief. Not sure if any of you saw it, but it's I love this film.
2: No, nope. never saw it.
0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: It's a good book.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's a very Uh, good book.
3: I didn't read it, but I I have nephews that have read it and they said it's really a good book.
5: You know what, visually, yeah, visually this film is really well done in terms of the effects and, you know, the story it's it's great if you like medieval things if you're into greek mythology you'll really enjoy this film and also if you you know you like seeing special effects and things blowing up and fire <laughs> you'll <laughs> like it and then number two i got the lovely bones now lovely bones was adapted from a book and this bu- this movie was just it was so beautifully done I can't even describe to you just how amazing the effects were. It was just gorgeous and it had a, the storyline was just it was so emotionally you know intoxicating that you you really get into the film and you relate to it on an emotional level. That's how well done it was. And it I, like was sad.
4: That, I like the fact that in the in the year end uh, episode, you found a way to get intoxicated into the uh, the podcast. <laughs> That's a good move. No, that one that one looked like a pretty intense movie. I'm not usually into those types of movies, so I kind of steer away from them. But it looked like a pretty like you said intense emotional ride.
5: It, it definitely is. Just the way they they do them because it's a murder mystery. Right. And the way they do it, it's just you know it really touches you because. Um, Stanley to tu- tu- I can't pronounce his last Tucci. name right. Tu- Stanley Tucci, um, he plays the murderer, and he does such a great job of it. It's it's believable, and just I really recommend you go see it. If you haven't seen it, go see it, <laughs> or read the book, <laughs> but you'll enjoy it. And coming in at number one, this will probably come as no surprise, but for me, it was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One. <laughs> Because <laughs> I love Harry Potter. And
4: it was a, it was a decent movie.
5: That was the ending. I can safely say that we all saw this coming. Yeah. The ending. I won't say what the ending is in case people <laughs> out there haven't seen it. But I
3: I read the book and I didn't see the ending coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, like I, I don't remember this. What?
5: <laughs> well, just where they end it. You know, I, a funny thing I have to share is I was sitting in the theater the second day the movie came out, and when the film ended, everyone in the audience is just like, "What? That's it? No, come on,
3: <laughs> come
5: on!" And then I say to, and then I shout out, "I'm like, hey, July, not that far away, relax." <laughs>
4: <laughs> there is another
3: movie.
5: Yes, so part two will be out soon. You know, they couldn't do it in one movie, so they had to make two.
3: It was the movie so nice they made you pay for it twice. <laughs>
5: yeah, but I, I think you know it was it was amazing in 3D. I think this is the first time that um, Harry Potter was shown in 3D.
4: Yeah.
5: And it was worth it. So you I know. I didn't
4: see it in 3D, but I saw it in regular, and it, it was entertaining.
5: Yeah, just amazingly done, and it's sad because I'm gonna I'm gonna be sad when the film series ends. <laughs> I'm not. No. <laughs> Mike's probably never seen one of
4: the movies though, so don't don't let that go too far.
5: I would much rather sit through a Harry Plopper
2: film series than Jesus. Harry Potter.
3: <laughs> Harry Plopper. Oh, that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about we all go watch Lord of the Rings? Uh, no all 13 hours?
5: No.
4: I, I don't think so. I
3: would. Heck yeah. I, um,
4: would mil- I would in a minute. I
5: wouldn't a minute. Or go watch twilight and see sparkly vampires. Oh god.
3: No. You were, you were kidding me. You're, are you serious? No. <laughs> Who are
5: you talking to? Twilight. Oh,
3: okay. Cuz I was Jeez. being serious. All right. I mean, you yeah. <laughs> know. I was forced to sit through that and I was ready to murder somebody afterwards. Is there twilight? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say you were forced to. You wanted to murder someone after Lord of the Rings. No, no. You know after Lord of the Rings, I wanted. You know, I wanted to hand uh, Peter Jackson an or an Oscar. Just after,
6: after take third, this Oscar, Peter. I was going to say after the third fake ending, I was ready to strangle somebody, but. I like Here we Lord go. of the Rings. Okay, fade to black. Okay, we're back. They did do that black. quite a few times. Yeah. So
2: Kevin, what are your top five films of 2010?
4: Alright, first of all, I apologize since I'm a movie buff and it's almost impossible for me to narrow it down to five. So, top five, that, that's it. say that, hold on, I gotta give out a couple shout outs because I didn't include them in my top five, but the best animated movie of the year, hands down, was Despicable Me. Um, I know everybody likes Toy Story 3 and I understand why, but for me, Despicable Me was just absolutely epic. Um, but I understand Toy Story 3, everybody likes that too. But Despicable Me, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, and comedies, there was a couple great ones, Date Night and Other Guys. If you haven't seen those two movies, go see them. Um, and no offense to some of the great action films like Robin Hood, Iron Man 2, and A-Team, but my top five, I'm going to start with number five as uh, The Social Network and probably get harassed by you guys. Um, I
2: haven't seen it yet. I want to see it, so I really have no opinion either way on that one. One
4: yet.
5: Okay. I, no I just, interest. I saw
4: it. I, I realize a lot of people aren't interested in that type of thing, but I just like to see the inner workings and kind of the inside story as far as what was going on behind the scenes of you know stuff like stuff like this. And the one guy, not the main guy that did Facebook, but his friend that gets kind of screwed, did an excellent job acting wise. So that's my number five. Um, Mike, you should be happy. I got a bunch of Boston movies on my list. Number four is, uh, The Fighter with Christian Bale and Mark Wahlberg, um, which was set in, in Boston, in, not in Boston, but in Massachusetts. And, yeah. uh, that was just a pretty good movie it's probably the best christian bale movie i've seen that doesn't have batman somewhere in the title <laughs> um and for once he didn't do his batman voice which a lot of times even in the non-batman movies he still sounds like a batman yeah and so i appreciated what he did there and these guys did some intense work for this movie i mean christian bale got so skinny if you've seen photos like behind the scenes photos of him during this movie he looks anorexic yeah i've seen those And Mark Wahlberg actually had a boxing ring built into his, like, house or wherever he was staying so he could train for... I think he trained for, like, two years at least for this movie. Um, So it's a lot of good acting in this movie and a lot of white trash, so it makes you feel better about yourself. (laughs) Um, Number three is another uh, Massachusetts movie, The Town. Um, Not that this was, like, some type of epically written movie or whatever, but it's almost like the modern-day version of Heat. And... I just thought Ben Affleck and uh, his people that he had involved in this did an excellent job. Um, And then, number two, I'm going way back to January, actually. There was a movie that came out in January called Book of Eli. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this one or not. It's a really good film. Yeah. I didn't see it until actually, like, this fall. I didn't see it when it was in theater. I saw it on uh, Netflix or DVD or something. And... I was very impressed. I, first of all, I love Denzel Washington, anyways, but that movie was very, very good. Um, and I, th- my, I
3: think that movie but, would have been better on the big screen.
4: Yeah, I wish I would have seen it on the big screen, but for some reason I missed it. Um, it's just one of those that kind of slipped by, and I kind of regret that. But it was it was very good. And my number one is uh, Inception um, because that was probably the most creative movie that came out in the year.
5: Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I want yeah. to see that. I've been hearing
2: so much about it, and I want to see it. So.
4: That's a movie you cannot uh, miss a minute of, though. No, if you, you miss just, one minute, you, you gotta, gotta watch over. Yeah, and you can't have like a distracting person in the theater behind you, like making noises and stuff. Yeah. Because I seem to have one of those in every movie I go to. <laughs> you know,
5: I do oh, too. with the cell phone or just talking? You no, know, it's it's those
6: people that sit either in the row in front of you or the row behind you. Yeah. And they are either rattling some, some candy or rattling some plastic bags. Or they're whispering to
4: each other in a voice that's and not a good whisper.
6: Like, like this. You know? Yeah, like that's not a whisper, it's, people. Or they're on their phone or, or they're laughing at scenes that aren't funny, watching people I, somebody I, get killed.
5: Or taking a picture like someone did in the theater I was in a couple of days ago. <laughs>
6: I tend not to have a lot of people that are actually on
4: their phone in the theater, but what I do have is people that open their phone, not realizing that the brightness from the, the phone screen in a dark theater is obvious to everyone in the theater.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: Anyway, so that was my top five. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and Steve, what is yours, and then I'll go.
6: Um, I'm going to start off uh, I've got a pretty random top five, <laughs> um, most of which are comedies but um i would have to say that uh iron man 2 i'd have to say is one of my favorite action movies of the year yeah um although the story was weak in spots and it was kind of a clusterfuck kind of like spider-man 3 i would still say that i like the movie just because i like the dynamic of iron man
2: before you go any further, I'm sorry. There is no way in hell you can compare Iron Man two to Spider Man three. I like both yeah. films, but Spider Man three, come on!
6: Well, Spider Man three In terrible. the sense that they both have the main hero going down a downward spiral, falling, you know, falling out of their, you know, uh, hero ship, getting pretty much disdained by everybody, and then they end up saving the day in the end.
2: But see, the and, thing is, Sp- and
6: then you've got the dynamic of multiple villains in both movies that's which true. was retarded because pretty much they gloss over some of them
2: well you only in Iron Man 2 you only had Whiplash and Justin Hammer I mean th- that's not that
3: did, but still it was just and dozens of drones yeah, I mean. Yeah, but they're
2: drones. I mean, that's like you know, that's like saying there's multiple villains in a Superman the Animated Series episode because Lex Luthor has two thousand Superman clones going after Clark Kent. I, I mean, it, it you can't seems count drones.
6: Better in cartoons than it does in film.
4: Yeah, because the, when they do it in films, they like Steve said, they usually gloss over at least one of them, and then it's like you got gypped out of like getting any type of development with that character.
6: Like Whiplash, pretty much gets glossed over as soon as uh, Justin Hammer takes the scene.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, I, I think Spider-Man Three is a, is much worse than Iron Man Two, oh, but yeah, I can see I, that. I agree <laughs> by far. But... I can see the comparisons. Um, They've done really good with both Iron Mans though, for all things being considered.
6: Yeah. Um, my, my next film I'd have to say is And I didn't see this until Last night actually uh, I'd have to say the latest Resident Evil mm. Only for the fact that It seemed like it was more together Than the previous two films
3: Right, that's another right. movie that you have to see On the big screen If for nothing else then It has to be in 3D Because there is so much action on the screen That looks like it's going to fly out And hit you in the head but if you see it in 2D, it's like I just got chipped out of being hit in the head.
6: <laughs> yeah, and and I noticed that while I was watching it, I was I was like, "Oh, yeah. I can totally tell or so totally tell where I was going to die."
3: Yeah, and I actually went to see this at the theater with a friend who refused to see it in 3D. <laughs> and the whole time I'm like, "Oh, I'm missing out on so much." <laughs> I was really I was just really really aggravated. And it was one of those where, you know, some people don't like 3D because it's like Oh, it's a sight gag. They're throwing quarters at you and making you duck, you know? And the whole thing was throwing quarters at you and making you duck. But hmm. in this context, you want to duck. When there's a giant axe or that cleaver thing that that guy had and it's swinging across to your head. <laughs> You want to jump out of the way. And I was just aggravated because I wasn't able to jump out of the way.
4: Well, and I think the other thing people don't realize is 3D can be done very well and can be done very poorly. And this is kind of the year where we've seen a whole lot of both since it's kind That's, of, yeah, since it's new. I mean, you could see something like uh, Avatar in 3D, which was just a mm-hmm. freaking, shut, shut up, Mike. It was amazing visually, amazing oh, it was 3D effects mm-hmm. compared to something like, year. what you haven't even seen it, first of all, have you? Oh, I my know. God. Okay. But compared you to seen what, the movie.
5: Kevin?
4: Compared to A Clash of the Titans, which I like the storyline and everything, but that was 3D done after the fact, and the 3D effects in that movie are, like, complete crap. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't dislike the movie, but the 3D can't even be compared. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a year where you, you take chances when you go see something 3D. Did they do take the time to do it right, or did they just throw it in at the end to try to get some more money?
5: yeah Right. so it wasn't so that film necessarily wasn't meant for 3D
4: well Clash of the Titans was done and then it was it was finished and then they added the 3D effect
5: yeah that's what I mean it right. wasn't like they didn't yeah. go into it saying okay this is going to be shot in 3D
6: right whereas okay. in Resident Evil you can plainly see when you're watching it what part you're supposed to get hit right
5: yeah and-
4: right, hopefully going into 2011 we'll have a lot more that are done the right way and not just thrown in to get the $2.50 more that you charge for ticket or whatever it is
5: mm-hmm.
4: uh, yeah I
3: think When Clash of the Titans came out, yeah, yeah, Clash of the Titans came out and uh, was supposed to come out uh, just as Avatar was coming out. And when they saw how much money Avatar was making in 3D, they said, "Oh, we can do that," and they held it back like three months in order to do a quick job on the 3D. (laughs) I didn't actually see uh, Clash of the Titans in the theater, but when I saw it on the screen on on my home theater, Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually thinking the exact opposite of what I was thinking with Resident Evil is, I, I don't see how this would be any fun at all in 3D. Right, and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone
6: seen the bride and groom?
5: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
7: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest
0: registry.
1: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
6: As far as Resident Evil, I liked how they brought back... Um, the one here the two heroes the the villain they introduced a new hero which uh, funny enough is from one of the latest games and the guy that played him uh, happened to be in a show called prison break and he starts off in prison <laughs> in a mini prison and he all of a sudden just like in prison break knows a way out of the jail same pretty much way they, they have to he has to have help breaking out and it was just ironic that they chose the same guy from that show. to fit in that little role right there and then
3: that wasn't uh, much of a jail
6: it it wasn't but it was just interesting how they they started off his character pretty much just like his one in Prison Break yeah and my wife and I were both sitting there saying well this is ironic because in Prison Break there was the Fox River Eight who broke out of jail well there were eight of them when they broke out of that prison to get away from the zombies right when they started out and one by one got picked off so I mean it was pretty much the same way in that yeah Um, so I, I like that movie. Um, as for my next film, uh,
2: What I number liked, are you up to?
6: Well, I only got to two on my like five. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, people keep interrupting me. Damn it. Sorry.
5: It's not
2: me,
6: damn it. Mike. <laughs> I was I'm just
5: listening. I'm being attentive. Right? Um,
6: my next film I'd have to say is Hot Tub Time Machine.
5: <laughs> oh, just, awesome because,
6: just because they took the dynamic of they they had one of the guys from Back to the Future. They had Chevy Chase in it. Uh, they had a bunch of guys basically having shitty lives in the future, and then going to back into the past and being able to correct it, kind of like in Back to the Future. Yeah, it, it's like a modern version of Back to the Future, except with a hot tub, <laughs> and and Chevy Chase is practically the crazy doctor, and uh, it's it, back I to mean the in a sense with boobs. Huh? Yeah, and it was just funny that you know how that whole movie played out but I mean it's it, it, it was funny from it, the point of view of just knowing how the time travel thing works and and then how it ended with like uh what was it Lugal instead of Google yeah because he had knowledge of the future he just changed everything he's like okay I can be rich <laughs> it was uh, a pretty it was a
4: pretty entertaining movie
6: yeah and uh For my next film, I would have to say uh, I liked Toy Story 3. And it was a nice addition to the Toy Story series, as well as the Pixar series. It was great to see them uh, add on additions and uh, keep true to the Toy Story look, but give it more of an updated look and keep pretty much the entire cast, with the exception of Jim Varney, who played Slinky Dog.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they
6: had, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but he... uh, Sounds pretty much exactly like him.
2: Yeah. Uh, Rest in peace, Jim Varney. Oh,
5: definitely. I'm, I'm, that's, I was sad when I found that out. Yeah, that's the
2: reason why he wasn't in Toy Story 3. I he know, passed away, it was, unfortunately.
4: It was, uh,
6: Blake. Blake Clark played it in the <clears throat> Toy Story 3. He was the guy from uh, Home Improvement and uh, Boy Meets World. Mm. Okay. I don't
3: they think guess. Slink had a lot of lines in this one.
6: No, he didn't, but he was still, he sounded pretty close to Jim Varney's that you couldn't even tell because they pretty much have the same voice pattern in real life.
3: Uh, I can think of maybe two lines. And, and I, I only say this because we got it on, uh, Blu-ray for the boys and I've seen it about 25 times. In <laughs> so you're probably right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could make an educated guess.
6: A very big guess. But, um, for my final movie, I'd have to say Grown Ups, because my wife and I are huge Adam Sandler's buffs uh, of his films. Uh, I, I liked how they brought back all of the old SNL cast, for the most part. Uh, they they had Adam Sandler, uh, they had uh, Rob Schneider, Chris Rock, David Spade, and then they had Kevin James practically filling the role of Chris Farley. Bar- <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was a nice touch, uh, just because, you know, they had to have their resident fat guy. Right. Not to give any disrespect to either one of the, the actors, but... Uh, no, they, 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 they
4: had to do that, and that was a good choice.
6: Yeah, and uh, they also had um, various other people who have been in pretty much every Adam Sandler film uh, to date. Right. So that, that was a nice touch as well. But uh, I, I liked how... Uh, they all came together in this movie uh as people from all different walks of life and then you've got you know adam sandler with the stuck-up kids and wife and uh they got a nanny and he's playing them off, playing her off like she's a foreign exchange student mm-hmm. throughout the film uh i, I don't know it's just entertaining it as all hell to watch just because they had them practically going back and reliving their childhood uh as adults and uh Getting that's close a, together again.
4: That's another one that I wanted to see, and I just kind of missed it. But I'll have to go back and, and, and make sure I get get a view of that one, because I wanted to see it, but you can only go to so many movies. <laughs>
6: yeah, and, and it's really good. And it has it has various, like I said, Saturday Night Live alumni, uh, Meyer Rudolph, Colin Quinn, uh, Tim Meadows, and they got Steve Buscemi, who's in a lot of his movies. Uh, yeah. Norm MacDonald was in it. Uh, Dennis Dugan, who practically writes all of Adam Sandler's films, uh, he was also in it. Uh, So, so, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of the same people, and you can tell that they're all friends in real life just by how the dynamic plays out between all of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, and it's
6: how everything just is. It just kind of flows really nice. And I know critics pan pretty much everything that he does, but as we're quite famous of saying in movie we can review, the critics are full of shit.
4: And
2: you know, the other thing goes back to it doesn't matter what film project Adam Sandler works on doesn't. I mean, he he is a movie star. He 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 is one of the greatest comedians of this past I'd say ten or twenty years. Uh, within that time span, at least since the 90s, and the thing of it is, is every single one of his films that he has control over, he will get his friends from previous films, no matter what. As long as they can make the film. So, I mean, you know, you're gonna see, uh, people like David Spade or Steve, Steve Buscemi especially. I mean, Steve Buscemi pops up in his films like, it ain't nothing, and in the weirdest roles. Oh my god, the guy in, um he played the, the, the cross-eyed guy, in Mr. Deeds. That was weird.
6: Well, he was also in Billy Madison where right. he was the guy that uh, put a the, on the shooter. and shot the guy.
2: Yeah, Boy, am I glad I called that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, getting into my top five for films, uh, I only saw one of these in the theater. Everything, and I and I haven't seen one of these yet. I actually plan on going to see it uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> I just haven't had the time or the, or the money to go see it. So, my number five is... Shrek Ever After
5: Mm. Uh,
2: The reason why I picked this as my number 5 is because it finally ends the Shrek (laughs) franchise (laughs) Shrek
5: chapter closes
2: They've, all four Shrek films, they've tackled every single fairy tale known to man, (laughs) finally they've done everything (laughs) so I, I really enjoyed it, uh I will go ahead and admit this, and I will admit this with another one of my picks. I cried at the end of the movie for some strange reason. I don't know. It was just it was just one of those moments where I cried. Uh, and to uh, to move on to my number four pick, uh, The A Team. I was extremely skeptical.
4: I told you not to be.
2: Hold on, hold on, shut up, hold on. I was extremely skeptical about this film. When I first heard about it, especially when I saw and heard who was going to be playing B.A., because I am a huge A-Team fan. Anybody that was a child of the 80s or early 70s in Michael's case, um, most of the people that I knew in the 80s loved the A-Team and loved Mr. T and and all those guys, George Pippard and, and, and Dirk Benedict and Dwight Schultz, loved them all. And surprisingly, I really enjoyed
4: this film. So everything you said bad about Rampage Jackson the other day, you need to take back?
2: No, not necessarily, because what my problem about Quentin Rampage Jackson was that he just... His initial look, it didn't remind me of Mr. T at all whatsoever. Gotcha. You know, the whole... I mean, the mohawk, yeah, but like the the whole beard thing where it's like he's got... A mutton chop on the top part of his cheek, and then facial hair underneath his his jawbone. It's like that's not Mister T.
4: But you got to admit that the voicing and the acting was pretty pretty good with it.
2: I swear, Liam Neeson uh, could almost double as a George Peppard clone because he sounded just like Hannibal. He sounded just like Peppard almost.
6: He very, looks almost right, like him too.
2: A little bit, yeah. George Peppard was a, had a little bit more white hair. But um, but yeah, and it was just it was just amazing.
4: Yeah, that's a that's a great pick because that's a movie that I didn't go into with a whole lot of expectations, one way or the other, and I was very impressed by the team.
2: I I can't believe Murdoch destroyed the van. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> uh, my number three pick is also the other one that I cried at the end: uh, Toy Story Three. Uh, Steve kind of already hit on this, but Toy Story 3 is it, its just amazing. I would say that, and, I, and I'm probably going to reveal more of this in one of the seasons of 65 Years in the Future, which we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, I watched Toy Story 2 the other night, and I watched Toy Story 3 earlier today, and Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3, uh, Stinky Pete and Lotso Huggin' Bear are extremely similar characters um as far as their villainy but toy story 3 it was a nice way to end off the franchise with andy growing up and everything else i really i enjoyed the voice acting michael keaton is ken that's uh, how the hell can you go from being the goddamn batman to ken a girl's toy
6: well he has been working slowly back To his, you know, 80s roots of starting out as a a funny guy, going to (laughs) a serious, and then he goes to a little less serious, and a little less serious, and then back to comedy. Yes.
2: Um, My number two pick is the one that I have not seen yet.
3: This baffles me. You are killing me. What? You are absolutely free. The best movie ever! I haven't actually seen it. (laughs) Whoa! This better be good. I said it's number two,
2: dumbass, not number one.
3: Better be oh, have you seen the number one movie then?
2: Yes, I went to the, the number one movie. Is the only movie I saw in theaters. What's uh, your number two? Number two is Tron Legacy.
3: Now, yeah, that was crap. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. What did it. you say? <laughs> you said it's crap. Yeah, that's crap.
2: No, no, number two high. is Tron Legacy. Now, let, let me tell you why. All right. I have a legitimate reason for being an 80s geek and not seeing Tron. Tron, the original movie, came out when I was two friggin' years old. Get off my ass. Um,
3: I don't want on your ass. (laughs) Nobody's on your ass. Shut up, Steve. I set up camp on his ass.
2: Okay, let's start. Anyways, uh, so I saw Tron the other day, courtesy of Disney FTW1 on YouTube.
4: And He's a great YouTube user, if you don't know him, go find him in yes. every Disney movie.
3: Uh, the, the original Tron you just saw. Yes. You what? Turn in, turn sale. in your Geek cred. No. <laughs> Epic fail. Turn the but, geek in. But, 2 is but anyway, anyway yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, I just saw... the fact that he just saw a 25-year-old movie. oh that's I
2: not- was two years old when the damn movie no, came out. Was it wasn't well,
5: anywhere
3: wasn't near my all. geek radar. <laughs>
2: no excuse. Leave me alone, dammit.
5: He was too young to comprehend the movie. Exactly.
2: Besides, my <laughs> too dog just died when I was two. Too oh. young. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, I just I just saw Tron and I was blown away by it. And it re- I've seen the previews, I've seen the trailers because I like Michael because he has kids. I watch uh, not because of he has kids, but I, just, I like Michael. I watch Disney Channel endlessly, so I've seen all the behind the scenes stuff for Tron Legacy. Yeah, and this movie looks amazing. I, I am definitely going to go see this on New Year's Eve. Uh, it just it looks really really great.
3: It does right. look good. Well, happy I have you see- after you see it, then, and yes, <laughs> you can tell us how crappy it is.
2: Oh no, no.
3: Well, I would like to go back and see the original Tron before I see this one. Number one, because the it's kind of like going back and watching you know Beast Wars and then watching a uh, completely CGI movie now. And it's just night and day the technology. So mm-hmm. when you see a movie that's mostly computer gen, well, I to say mostly, but there was a lot of computer generated scenes uh for 25 years ago that was huge i mean pac-man made a cameo (laughs) so uh, yeah pac-man oh Pete's, you know (laughs) (laughs) pac-man you remember the pac-man song pac-man fever judy was boring
6: hello
1: then judy discovered com. it's
6: my little escape
1: now judy's the life of the party
6: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
1: whoa take it easy judy
3: no no it wasn't like that but i mean no no there was was a song called pac-man fever (laughs) but no the fact that there was a movie 25 years ago that you know for years and years they they were saying oh there's going to be a sequel they're going to they're going to make a sequel of this and they never did but you know they finally came back and you get to see a recognizer or what a recognizer should have looked like 25 years ago and now they're i mean from the footage that i've seen they're amazing It's just painfully cool to watch.
4: Yeah, that's definitely on my list of things to see, too. Um, Mike, what's your number one?
3: Yes, my
2: number one...
4: (laughs) Didn't mean to stump you on that one.
2: Yeah, no. My number one is uh, Iron Man 2. Because of the fact that I felt, for me, I grew up watching the Iron Man 94 cartoon... And for me, the movie just felt like it brought the Armor Wars episodes from the cartoon into live action. Uh, the Armor Wars episodes, for those that don't know, the cartoon uh, basically uh, uh, Justin Hammer and the Mandarin steal Tony Stark's designs and give and pretty much armor every single supervillain. So Tony has to go around with all these Negator packs basically destroying all the armor. And I really, really loved Iron Man 2. I I will admit, when I first heard that Don Cheadle was going to replace Terrence Howard as War Machine, I was a little bit skeptical. Uh, And when I saw the film, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Don Cheadle really does fit the Jim Rhodes role, and he fits War Machine as well. Um, And it's it's great action. Uh, You know, Steve said earlier that, you know, about, uh, you know, he compared Spider-Man 3 to Iron Man 2. I th- Where I will disagree with you, Steve, is that Spider-Man is not a character that should go down, like, a really dark, dark path. Like, like, you expect Tony Stark to fail sometimes. You just do. I mean, if you look at both Iron Man films and you look at the Iron Man comics and the Iron Man cartoon, he drinks. <laughs> Peter Parker doesn't drink. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I, I mean... I fully expect Tony Stark to make mistakes, almost at least once or twice. You know, and just Iron Man 2, I really, really loved it. Uh, it was it was very, very well done. And the one of the reasons why I got my number one was because it was the only movie this year that I saw in theaters. Um, I was actually hard pressed to come up with a top five for movies because I do not go to the theaters. I just don't.
3: Right. I have the same issue. Where uh, for a long time I boycotted theaters because uh, the last movie I'd seen, aside from like Transformers, was The Hills Have Eyes, and I went there and the the girl behind me was on her cell phone the whole time. <laughs> the girl next to me was a chronic crier, and when I say girl, I mean you know she she was a female gender. This was an older woman, and yeah. she was leaning on me, sobbing uncontrollably. Holy you God. know this woman? No! I, I was <laughs> just like wrong. who the hell are you? The uh, oh two, en- two entire aisles next to me were removed and taken out of the theater because they oh were so wow. loud. This was a horrible movie to go see, and I mean, it was it was a good movie. I just couldn't enjoy it. And after that, I said I'm not going to movies anymore. And occasionally, like for Iron Man, I think I went. Uh, for Transformers, I went. Uh, a few other movies, I went, but not too, like Harry Potter films. And that's about it. Uh, and now I'm kind of torn because you, I don't have a 3D TV. So it's yeah. like if I want to see a 3D movie, I have to go back to the theater.
2: Yeah. Well, plus you have a theater buddy now because you took Aiden to see Tangled.
3: That's right. My boy loves 3D movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: so, but, uh, I, is it my turn yet? Uh, Here, go ahead. You have a top five?
6: Two. <laughs> <Dude.
2: laughs> wow, that was fast. Okay, sure.
3: Well, you know, like I said, I boycotted theaters. There's not a whole lot of movies that I've actually gone to see. Uh, but, uh, but the ones that I did go see, they were mostly the big ones. So, like, uh, if I had to say, my, my, uh, let's say a Scott Pilgrim versus The World. I did go to see that. Okay. Because, you know, it's one of those things where if you didn't go see it, you had to turn your geek cred in at the door. <laughs> And you know, I went to go see it and you know, again it's one of those movies that harkens back to the eighties. There's a lot of video game references, a lot of Super Mario Brothers references. Uh, there was like that the, the kung fu fighting, you know, and there's a lot of nice special effects. But honestly I I couldn't I couldn't relate to the characters. And we're talking about a bunch of twenty somethings who sit around all day doing nothing and then they practice their in, in their band. And then that's it. And, oh, and for fun, they go play a couple gigs every once in a while. And I'm thinking, do any of these people have jobs? (laughs) What do they do when they're not sitting around wondering when they're going to get laid next? And this guy, the main character, he's a 20-something-year-old, and it's like he's still bemoaning the fact that he got dumped by his girlfriend in high school. And I'm Um, thinking, um, man, what the hell is wrong with this? You know, when I was 20-something years old, I was trying to get through college. Yeah. I was... I know I, I was living on ramen noodles and oh, praying to God I didn't get hit by a car because I didn't have insurance of any kind. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And strawberry I, I, ramen noodles. Oh, strawberry grits. Yeah. This is what happens when you have nothing but strawberry quick and quick grits. <laughs> yeah, so it's strawberry quick, quick grits. It, and I lived on that for like two days. Got,
4: <laughs>
3: it was really sad how, how you know, it's... <laughs> But enough about me. Anyway, just, <laughs> yes, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. I just couldn't relate to the characters. I was I was entertained, but again, I just couldn't relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. Toy Story three was a surprising because I expected it to be like oh just a kids movie, but there was, it was very emotional, and the yeah. toys actually went to hell. <laughs> And when I I joke about this now, people are like, "Oh yeah, well, yeah what do you think about Toy Story 3?" And I say, uh, "I cried because all the toys went to hell." And they're all like, <laughs> mm, "What?" But I mean, literally when they are in that trash chute, right, yeah. and they and they've gone through the shredder, so they're basically sitting on popcorn peanuts, sliding toward a fiery death. This scene could not be more hell-like if there was Satan down there in the fire waiting <laughs> for, the witch for it. <laughs> and, they're all, and, and they reach toward each other, and they and they have eye contact, and they're they're like, "Take my hand, and we'll die together with dignity." And they're all like holding hands and waiting for the end to come. And I'm thinking they're all gonna fucking die, <laughs> and, and I was tearing up. I mean, it was just I'm a 37 year
5: old man, and I'm crying. I, did, I didn't see this film, and <laughs> now I'm thinking that I shouldn't, because I'm gonna cry like crazy.
3: Well, <laughs> you know, that's not even. When people told me, oh, you're going to cry at the end, I thought this was the end. But, you know, uh, t- as a spoiler, they don't burn up in the fire. Uh, the ending, <laughs> ending, actually, the ending ending is where everybody cried. Yep. And, and that was really sad. But by then, I'm emotionally spent. They almost died from the fire, you know. <laughs>
2: well, okay, <chaos> Austin Powers.
5: <laughs> the, ending was, the ending was awesome. Like, I saw the ending on yeah. YouTube.
3: But... Oh, the ending was amazing. It was it was really nice, and everybody cried. Um, yeah, that was actually the first 3D movie that I took my boy to, and he was so good. And I, yeah. So, anyway, so after that, we went to go see Tangled. In 3D. And, you know, I'm not a 14 year old girl, but I love this movie. <laughs> I so love this movie. I mean, it's it just so cute. It's just I want to see this cute. movie. It is, well, again, run out and see it in 3D real quick. <laughs> 3D really, really makes it. It's one of those movies where. Uh, oh! If, if you see it in 2D on a television you, you'll be looking at stuff going oh this would have been so cool in 3D
2: mm-hmm. you know,
3: this would have been so cool in 3D but there's a lot of really neat stuff going on here that, that really benefits from the 3D effects but the story is cute, the characters are cute uh, the voice acting is amazing um, I, I, I posted on Twitter when I saw it I said uh, "You know, I want to see this movie again except with Bruce Campbell as the voice of writer. Mm-hmm. No, well, if you see it, and if you know Bruce Campbell, you know like
2: I know you, Bruce Campbell, but I I don't think it would fit. Ryder.
3: <laughs> so Ryder, Ryder turns to to a Rapunzel and says, "Hail to the king, baby!" <laughs> <laughs> would <Awesome laughs> that have been? Give me some sugar, baby. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> Who wants some? He turns around. Who wants some? Do you want some? Do you want a little? And uh, yeah, I I so heard it in my head. It, <laughs> it would have been priceless. And uh, and I have to agree with Tara. Harry Potter was awesome. <laughs> Harry Potter was amazing. And even though, uh, so is that yeah, your number one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Because you know, I I would throw Iron Man two in there, but. That was a while back. I barely remember that. And, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Inception. Mm. And, I, and I haven't seen Tron. But uh, I intend to see Tron this weekend, and I've got Inception on my... Uh, and that and- stops you from putting it in your top five list.
2: It didn't stop me.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't seen... This is the awesomest movie ever that I've never seen. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've never seen it. So I, don't I mean, it sounds really cool. Um, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio... And that kind of is a, a knock against it already.
2: Uh, <laughs> what, Tron Legacy?
3: No, Inception. I
2: didn't. Oh, I uh, was going say. I didn't
3: see uh, Shutter Island either, but I hear that's really good too. Yeah, I heard that. I've seen good, it. Too. It's pretty good. Was Inception in 3D? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. See, oh I should have seen it in 3D. That's another one of those I'm going to kick myself for not seeing.
6: <laughs> you are, actually. Yeah. Kick yourself in the teeth.
3: Well, we also got uh, How to Train Your Dragon for the boys. And now I'm thinking, oh, this would have been cool. If- <laughs> this, I mean, again, I've seen this maybe a dozen times since Christmas, but it's like, wow, I really should have seen this in the theater. But I, this was another movie that was earlier in the year, so I, you know, I, I didn't think Aiden was ready to see movies yet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And uh, anybody see Saw in 3D? Hell no. I didn't see it in 3D, but I saw it in the
6: theater, and by far that's one of the best ones they've had since the first one.
3: Real, you know, I I liked it in the sense that it, it it tied up all the loose ends. Each movie had a weird kind of a, a trick ending that would lead into the next movie. And this one, they actually went back and tied up every ending for every movie.
6: The funny part is, the very first movie, there was a loose ending, and normally you see it by the next movie. Yeah. They waited until this film to finally reveal it in the last five minutes. <laughs>
3: Right. Exactly. It was awesome. It was really neat. I kinda yeah. figured
6: that's how it was gonna roll too, but
3: Yeah. No, it was it was very cool and I I, I mean I like as a fan of the franchise, I liked it. I think if you were just wandering in to see a movie, especially a three D movie, the three D sucked. Uh, a lot of the, the, the traps kinda sucked, you know. But yeah. overall if you're a fan of the franchise and, and you wanted to see one final movie to wrap everything up, this was the one to see. Let's hope um, they don't make eight. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they it, will. It's done. Good. It's, yeah, it was awful. awful. Oh, and yeah, I, I saw Resident Evil 4. I was, again, kicking myself because I didn't see it. <laughs> but I, that about wraps it up for the movies that I actually saw.
2: Yes. We're going to now switch into our top five TV shows of 2010. I'm just going to knock mine out really quick because I don't have a whole lot to say about them because my top three are all A&E shows. <laughs> but they're they're, they're kind of all in line. I would have ranked this higher, but it's only on once a week. I mean, obviously most shows are on once a week, but I mean, I I see constant reruns of my top three. So number five, it's been going strong for three seasons. One of the best geek culture comedies on television today, The Big Bang Theory. I love this
3: show. There's nothing not to like about this show.
2: There have been moments that I've seen episodes in, in uh, Season 4 currently on CBS that I. it's a good thing I wasn't drinking anything because I would have literally spit up all over my TV from laughter from some of the just the crazy, crazy jokes they do on that show. Very, very awesome. My number four is uh, covert affairs. Uh, a lot of people might think this is just a rehash of Alias from USA Network. It's so not.
3: Didn't it get canceled already?
2: No, it's, it got picked up for a second season. Oh, okay. Um, it's very, very interesting. It's got Piper Perabo as the lead uh, female, uh, and it, it's just a very interesting action show. It's probably one of the only USA original programs I can actually watch and stomach. <laughs> um, so, yes, my number three is American Pickers from A&E. I love that show. Now, I didn't think I was gonna like this show because the advertisements I saw was of two guys going across country, almost dumpster diving. But it's more than that, it's two guys going across country, they have a shop, they go across country looking for classic, you know, old stuff. Uh, they'll buy cars, signs, pinball machines, anything. is really, really cool. That and Pawn Stars. Uh, no, they're not Pawn Stars.
4: No, I said that and Pawn Stars.
2: Oh, I yeah, like yeah, yeah. Shows. Yeah, Pawn Stars is on history, though. Oh, okay. Um, uh, storage Wars is another brand, brand new one from, from A&E. It basically tells the story of storage auctioneers. If in California, if if you don't pay your storage unit bills after three months, they put a lock on it and they auction your stuff off.
6: That's just wrong. Wow! <laughs> it's hilarious though. It's it such like a
2: good it. show though because it's it, it's an auction show, but it isn't like an auction house show. It isn't these drab rich people in a in a smelly smutty old room uh, bidding on stuff. It you've it,
3: got. You've got- Johnny Cash and some guy who wants to look like Dog the Bounty Hunter <laughs> bidding a couple hundred bucks to own all your shit and hoping that there's something good in that locker. Yeah. And I'm I, I watched like three episodes of it and I'm thinking this is and really the only good part is at the end where they say, "Oh, this is how much I actually made." Yeah. I mean, you know, watching somebody bid on an auction is like watching the paint dry. Unless you have a not in this
2: show. I, normally, I would agree with you. But not in this show.
3: No, no, unless you have like taped recordings of some guy going. <laughs> <inaudible> suite- surge- <laughs> or John Mashita. Unless- exactly. Yeah, unless you have a John Michida fetish. This show is not entertaining in the least. It's kind of funny to watch that there's two guys that hate each other, and they will bait each other and try to outbeat each other just for the hell of it, just just to piss the other guy off. D-
2: Dave and Daryl, yeah.
3: And that's entertaining for about five minutes. Yeah, I only saw a
4: couple episodes, and I never watched any more. I mean, I was entertained oh. for the couple episodes, but I thought it was going to get old on me.
3: Yeah, the, and, uh, the, uh, just not very entertaining.
2: And Michael pretty much already said my number one for 2010, Dog the Bounty Hunter, hands down. <laughs>
3: Oh, I'm so glad I don't have any water. <laughs> I seriously would have decorated the keyboard. Oh, lovely. You are, Steve does this to me all the time, actually. <laughs> He's hilarious. But no, this is Dog the Bounty Hunter. Are you seriously going to go with this?
2: Yes. One of the reasons why Dog the Bounty Hunter is my number one show of 2010 is simply because of the fact that these people... While they are bond enforcement agents, they're also helping hands to other people. Uh, the other night I just saw the televised version of his uh, Mercy tour, uh, his, his his book tour, and just seeing Dog and his wife and their, their, their kids on tour with them and talking to all these people and helping these people. Uh, there, there was a part of the tour where they helped a couple who had uh, the wife had – adopted her sister's, her druggy sister's children, and they desperately needed an addition onto the house, and Dog went into the crowd and said, hey, who's who's a construction worker in here? You handle all the stuff, you organize it, you get the volunteers together, I'll handle whatever financial things you all need. And it's just amazing to me what Dog does, not just capturing fugitives, but the show, Dog the Bounty Hunter, is more of a family show of the Chapmans than anything else nowadays.
3: Yeah, I don't like Ty Pennington either, but not for the same reason.
2: Well, there's a big difference between Dog the Bounty Hunter and Ty Pennington. <laughs> <laughs> there's
3: very similar concepts there. <laughs> he, does, he does what? No. Now, you know what? If Dog the Bounty Hunter had, like, power tools like Ty Pennington and chased people down, and that would be all, like, Dog the Bounty Hunter with a circular saw? Get over right here! <laughs> that would be, be Awesome. Time. Yes. Yeah, I would
4: watch that show. Yes. Then it would be Operation Repo.
5: <laughs>
2: so, Tara, why don't you give your top five TV shows of 2010?
5: Sure thing. Well, number five, I got The Amazing Race, back for another uh, kick-ass season. That is a good say. show.
4: I've never watched it from beginning to end, but it's a good show.
2: <laughs> Isn't it like it's 15th, 16th, 17th oh, season? Oh, definitely.
5: 10. Definitely. Yeah. 13th, 14th, something like that. <laughs> It's it's awesome. My brother's ac- my brother is actually currently in Thailand right now doing. Uh, he just did something that was done that was done on The Amazing Race. Oh
2: sweet. Like,
5: zip lining. Oh awesome. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Uh, next, I got The Big Bang Theory. I'm not sure if you guys watch it, but it's oh yes, funny.
2: that was my number five.
5: <laughs> awesome. It's pretty funny. I love it. it takes nerd eyes <laughs> into a whole new level.
3: Yeah, so, I yeah. think I think you have to be uh, in that. I don't, well, I don't. I don't want to say have to be a giant geek to enjoy it, but it's kind of like Dilbert. Mm-hmm. If you don't work in an office, you're not going to understand Dilbert. Right. <laughs> Whereas here, if you're not a geek or if you don't know people that are geeks or, or uh, you know, if you work in that environment, you're going to enjoy the show a lot more.
5: Oh, definitely. It's really funny. I love watching it, and also because Bare Naked Ladies does the theme song. <laughs> so another I reason it. to love it. I just and. Love that. Yeah, and number three, uh, I have Law and Order UK, which just started. That was a it's it's pretty interesting. I like it.
4: I haven't seen that one yet.
5: Got Brits. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's great. I love Brit. I love uh, the Brits in uh, Law and Order. Then at number two, I have The Good Wife, which just started. The Good Wife is pretty interesting, and actually, in uh, my screenwriting course, we had to watch an episode and also look at the screenplay for it, and it's it's pretty interesting.
3: That's a good show.
5: Yeah, uh, I like it.
3: We we uh, we used to watch uh, the Gilmore Girls.
5: Mm-hmm. And, oh, and the guy, awesome. yeah,
3: the, the guy who yeah, it's a great show. But the guy who played uh, Logan, it plays Carrie on The Good mm-hmm. Wife, and we still call him Logan. So we're like, we're like, oh Logan, he's making his move. You know, it's, <laughs> it's it, the uh, the the politics that go on in the show, and and uh, just just the, the you know the social dynamics and everything is really intense.
5: Yeah, it definitely. It's and it's a yes. show. And um, her husband is, I believe, Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Yeah. Same actor.
2: Chris Noth. Yeah. Chris Noth. Yep. Yeah.
5: <laughs> that was pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting that. And uh, number two, I have another Law & Order. I have Law & Order SVU. SVU.
4: I always want to call it SUV, too, so that's okay. (laughs) SUV. (laughs) (laughs) They solve crimes while driving in an SUV. (laughs) This
6: week on Fox.
5: (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, Yeah, no, I love Law & Order. I'm a huge fan of Law & Order, but SVU is definitely one of my favorites. It's one of the best, in my opinion, in the Law & Order series. SVU.
2: S V U easily S V U and Criminal in, Criminal Intent easily have the best cast now. Actually. Right right now in 2010 they easily have the, have had the best cast over the years. Uh, the Law and Order Prime Show that got canceled um, had a lot of great actors in it, but they constantly would change the two main detectives. And rest in peace Jerry Orbach. Yeah. I miss Lenny. I miss oh. Lenny Briscoe. But uh, yeah. So what about number one, Tara?
5: And my number one is Glee.
4: I knew that was going to be your number one.
5: <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs>
4: I just knew it. <laughs> I would have put, put money on it, Kevin. I would have put money on it.
5: Glee would have won too. You should have had a bet with uh, Mike or Steve or anybody That's here. Show. Darn it. Damn. <laughs> yes, Glee is definitely my number one because I love singing, I love dancing, I'm a triple threat, so gotta love this show. Heck. i'm a gleek enough said <laughs>
6: <laughs> nothing wrong with that yes
2: uh steve why don't you go with your top five tv shows of 2010
6: okay so three of which will be pr- practically recurring because i don't watch that much cable <laughs> i watch more so old shit <laughs> as you should um, yes because old shit's usually better um well, actually, old Stop shit is way. not good, but...
2: Okay, yeah, well, let's not get into literal points. Just, well, let's move this along. Come on, Steve.
6: It's a little brown, is bad. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 no. Um, it comes from Arby's. But, yeah. Tons of Arby's. Oh, yeah.
2: Come on, come on, let's go, let's go.
6: Okay. i have mm-hmm. embarrassed Mike enough. Uh, yes, I'd have to say Futurama's return was a great welcome to TV. Yes. Yes. Uh, I wish they'd can the Simpsons and set instead of this, but uh, uh, I'm glad that Futurama's back because I quite enjoyed the show. Um, another show I liked is Supernatural, back for its sixth season. That's a good uh, show. Yes, so far I'm in, I'm impressed with the, what they've done, and uh, of course they left it on a big cliffhanger that I have to wait until it reappears in January. Damn it! Of course, um, yeah.
3: <laughs> They do that every time. It's like, oh, I hate you people. But, yeah. but
6: the show has so many twists and turns and so many deaths and revivals. It's so hard to keep track. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would have to say uh, Man versus Food.
4: <laughs> I love that show.
6: I love that show just because of the the host is awesome. The whole setup is awesome. He's got the food challenges. You get to see these weird concoctions of food from all over the U.S. Thank you. It, it's just crazy. And every time you watch it, you
3: end up hungry as hell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I like eat are those you things, can do. Right? You I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna say Man vs Wild. But, which that's is another awesome thing. cool yeah. It's a, he, but he does eat for gross stuff like, so oh, we're eat. stuck out here and all I have to eat is bugs look at all these bugs arr, 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 eat
4: them. the difference is that show does not make you hungry
3: yeah <laughs> unless you really like bugs exactly.
6: yeah I would agree but um yeah so that's, that's uh, my returning shows next I would have to say G.I. Joe Renegades yes you said nothing about cartoons, Mike, it, so... Yeah,
3: it's growing up. doesn't matter. It's, I'm, it's loving. G- I'm
6: loving... I'm loving G.I. Joe Renegades. Yes, so I chose G.I. Joe Renegades because, of course, it's G.I. Joe. It's a new imagining of it. Uh, so far, it looks good from the full five episodes I've watched so far out of the eight that are out now. Uh, Slacker. Yes, I, I will get to that. Um... <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I, I am impressed with it so far. I like that they're bringing back some of the old cast. I like that they're bringing back some of the old characters and uh, explaining how some things happen to certain characters.
4: And how they get their name and stuff, right? Their yes,
6: nickname is... Major Bloods, Eye Patch. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, I do like that show a lot. And uh, the final one to hit my list is Transformers Prime, which you see the revival of... of the Transformers franchise and uh, Peter Cullen and Frank Welker's return to their original roles 30 years ago practically excellent yes Yes. I love this show I can't wait for its return
4: February is not too long away
6: yes I'm Mm -hmm. salivating it (laughs)
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm truly, i actually like that show a lot better than i thought i would uh i and we've had this conversation before told you so no but what i'm saying is Ortiz and kurtzman pulled it out of the bag it, you know this could have been crap uh but they 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 mix transformers and zombies and you cannot, <laughs> you cannot fail
4: they proved who was the, the the wrecking force of the movies is what they did.
3: Exactly, that's right. Bay has no say. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's why um, the cartoon's good. <laughs> I do want
2: to give uh, I do want to give out one honorable mention for No Ordinary Family. I'm really enjoying that as well, uh, mainly because I'm a Michael Chiklis fan because of his work on The Shield. Yeah. Um, but that that's also a really good show that I like. Um. I think – do we have anything else we want to add? Because
4: if not – Well, I can, I can give my five if you'd like. Oh, me. shoot. <laughs>
2: Somehow I always forget somebody, damn it. He always gives me. It's always me. No, it's not always you. It's either you or Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody always just – ah okay
5: yeah it's been, it's been me sometimes too yeah. so i <laughs> like
4: to spread it around i guess um first of all n- no reality shows are going to make my list but i do want to give a few shout outs to the ones i watch i love apprentice um sing off which is a very short-lived uh show every year i like that i like america's got talent so and i still like the mtv challenges but that's besides the point um steve mentioned the two cartoons renegades and prime so i won't include those but uh my top five is actually a mix of some shout outs to shows that ended one new one and one ongoing one so uh first off is one that uh ended, and I know we kind of already mentioned the other law and orders, but I thought we should give a shout out to the original law and order since after twenty seasons and um four hundred and uh fifty six episodes it ended this year so That's the only reason it's on my list, but I thought it deserved that. Um, A second one that also ended, which was one of my favorite shows in years past, was a show called Cold Case. Um, I absolutely loved the show Cold Case. It was on on Sunday nights, and that's one reason why I liked it, because as a teacher, sometimes that's the only... Before TiVo, that was the only only shows that aired on Sunday were ones I could catch every week. Um, So I'm kind of upset that 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 show ended.
2: They got canceled? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I pay attention to cold case in reruns on TNT and stuff like that, so I haven't...
7: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Root. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
7: Kept
2: up with the show, but yeah, you're, I really enjoy that show as well.
4: Yeah, I just I just love the fact that they go back into these really old cases and, and try to figure stuff out, and it's really cool with the new technology and stuff. Um, my next one will be the only new show that's on my list, uh, Hawaii Five-0. I was not expecting to like this. This is another Ortsy and Kurtzman thing. Um, but I just really like the actors involved within it. And it's not like it's a epic show or anything. It doesn't make you really think that much. It's just a, a fun, entertaining show that you can just forget about things for an hour and just kind of watch this little shoot 'em up action show. So that's my only new show that I've actually watched this year. I didn't like any of the other really new 2010 shows. Really quick, before you move
2: on, has anybody here seen Varsity Blues? Yes. No. I was extremely shocked to see Tweeter as Dano. Yeah. Scott Can, James Con- or Scott Khan Con, James Khan's son. I was extremely
4: <laughs> shocked. He does a good see- job, though.
2: Yeah, he does.
4: And I really like the main guy. I can't remember the actor's name, but um, and then for number two, I am gonna go with uh, a show that's gonna make Mike go all crazy on me but another show that ended in 2010 which is probably one of the most epic TV shows I've ever watched lost t- which is lost um so I got to give a shout out to lost um and then number 1 the ongoing show which is by far my favorite show these days which is criminal minds I love criminal minds although I wish Mandy Patinkin was still on there <laughs> but Joe Montana is good too mm-hmm. so that's my uh that's my list of shows yes.
2: So, Michael, you have a top five TV shows list, do you,
3: sir? I, I do.
2: Wasn't expecting that, but go ahead.
3: <laughs> well, it wouldn't be much of a top five show if I didn't have a top five. Uh, he works on it well. and he's, he's on the fly. He's doing things. Exactly. <laughs> I'm multitasking here, brother. Uh, I would say I have to agree with everybody that the Big Bang Theory kicks ass. Uh, and, again, it's one of those things that you really have to – to, to uh, I don't want to say be a geek, but yeah, you have to be a geek to really appreciate it. Uh, it's kind of like laughing at yourself. Uh, unless you're like a big dumb jock and you enjoy laughing at geeks getting picked on, which is <laughs> cruel. Kevin. I am not. <laughs> I'm not big or dumb. I may be a jock, but that's it. <laughs> um, we watch uh, How I Met Your Mother religiously. I mean, this is just... Uh, the question episode. is, will they ever meet the mother? And I think he already has. I think he's okay. going to end up with the blonde girl. And I forget her name offhand, but she's, she's the one married to the captain. Gotcha. Because she's always complaining about how she doesn't want to be married to the captain. Uh, no, I, we watch this oh every season where we're thinking, she's going to be the mother. No, <laughs> she's going to be the mother. And, yeah, I don't think he's – I'm, I'm not entirely sure if he's met the mother yet. But, uh, you know, this marks the triumphant return of Neil Patrick Harris. That's right. Vision. You know, I mean, he tried a couple of times to get back after Doogie Howser, but this is, uh, uh, I think, the, his first really big role since then. Yeah. I just saw a, an episode of Doogie Howser on The Hub. <laughs> yeah, I love The Hub. Oh, my God, Doogie Howser.
4: I, I watch Wonder Years. I'd record Wonder Years every day. Seriously?
2: Yes, yep. he does.
4: I've never seen it before, and so
3: I'm watching it for the first time now. Yeah, we saw the episode the other night where the, where the teacher died. Uh, and it's like, because he's like, oh, he's gonna die, and I'm like, no, and then he dies, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not watching this ever again. <laughs> I love the one show. Fingers. I don't see why I'm watching this with you. You know, and she's <laughs> like, let's watch this. And yeah, she liked it when she was little. Oh, the so. hub. Oh, the hub. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one would probably be uh, Doctor Who, and you know, I was, a, I've, I've been a uh, Doctor Who fan forever since like uh, um, Tom Baker. Back in the day,
7: mm-hmm.
3: the big long scarf and the hat, right? Uh, but David Tennant was really the guy who sealed the deal for me, and I was a huge just fan. Watched it all the time, and you, you get the uh, the stuff uh, recorded in, in in the UK, uh, behind the scenes stuff, and it was just a lot of fun. I wasn't as happy with the new Doctor, the new the new guy they got, and
2: like Matt Smith, yeah
3: yeah Matt Smith I mean Amy Pond okay maybe she's kind of cute but Matt Smith is aggravating me I just Mm. I'm not as happy I think he says I'm sorry more than (laughs) any other doctor I've ever heard it's always like I'm sorry and not I'm sorry in the sense that I'm sorry that I have to kill you or I'm sorry that I have to terminate your race it's I'm sorry that I fucked up so horribly and you're about to die (laughs) in every episode Matt Smith's like I really have to apologize because you're about to die you know and it's my fault completely. Yeah. My bad. Sorry. You know. Uh, at least with with David Tennant, it was. I'm sorry that you're attacking my my you know adopted home planet, and now I have to destroy your race. You know. And he apologizes all the time for destroying other people's races. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. I'm sorry. I just screwed up. It's. I'm sorry that you just screwed up.
2: <laughs> you know.
3: Uh yeah, really good show. Um I'm I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do with it. Uh I'm I'm I've got the the holiday special. It's yeah. going to take in in a couple of days. I was I was I thought maybe I would download it, but I can I'm patient.
2: I think they aired already in the U, in the US. They aired it on BBC America.
3: They aired it on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I missed yeah. it. I was out partying with family. Yes. Days. Uh Stargate Universe. Another okay. excellent show, um, but they—they—they cut they, they, it the SmackDown. down. <laughs> you know, and if it wasn't—if it what the writing wasn't on the wall when they moved it to Tuesday. And you know, Mike and I have talked about this before.
2: I actually had to point it out to him because he was like, "I wonder why? Why the hell did they move it to Tuesday?" And I thought of something because it, it was on Sci-Fi, and I'm like, "Oh, that's because WWE SmackDown is now on Friday." So he goes, "Are you serious? They replaced it with wrestling?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, that's bullshit."
3: It is bull- Sci-Fi Friday has been a staple of television since 1999. I mean, this was back when you know you, you Firefly. Friday, uh, well, you know, I don't think Firefly was on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, well, later on it was. It later it was, on, yeah. It wasn't originally on Sci-Fi. But, right. But no, I mean, you had new episodes of Stargate, you had Farscape, you know, stuff like that. I mean, original Sci-Fi Channel, Sci-Fi, on Friday night, every Friday night. And it was just it, huge, and I would wait and for the new shows to come out. And they'd have three or four of them in a row, and it was awesome. And, and now, what's on Friday? It's wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> On the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> on the Sci-Fi, on a freaking sci channel. That's like game. MTV. <laughs> yeah, it is. is. It's, uh, yeah. It's a
2: it's a whole other discussion we can go into. So yeah.
3: So anyway, they got moved to Tuesday, and I saw a I saw a video. They were displaying the new sets that they had just built, and one of the sets was the bridge of the Destiny, because the whole premise of the show is they're stuck on this ship. It's kind of like Stargate Voyager. <laughs> you know, if, if you're if you're a Star Trek fan, you know Voyager is they're stuck on the other side of the universe and they can't get home. Uh, and this is essentially the same thing, except it's darker and grittier and has better acting and stories. But they're all stuck on this ship called the Destiny that's it's way the hell out there and there's no right. way they're ever going to get back. And they can't figure out how to fly it. They can't find the bridge. Well, f- this season they find the bridge. So. There's a video of the producer, and I forget his name offhand, but he's showing off the bridge. And he's like, well, if we're lucky, we might actually get to use these other stuff on the bridge. Uh, he's like, because, you know, we just got moved to Tuesday, and I'm not entirely sure we're going to get picked up for another season. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, you fool. This is too good of a show to cancel. <laughs> this will be on forever. And they just can- they canceled it mid-season. There are ten more episodes that are going to air Next year, right? Uh, I think in like February or March, right, right. And yeah, and there, uh, that's the last ten episodes, and after that, I think I think that's going to be it for uh, Stargate as a series, as a franchise, right? Hmm. Yeah, and that's if that's just not depressing. <laughs> um, and then the the last one that I that uh, we really liked, and it was the The Walking Dead. And this came out on AMC. It's a zombie movie. It's it's re- it's zombies. It's zombies with hearts. You know, uh, they're, they're, <laughs> they re- <laughs> they really get into the the human element. I mean, so you've got millions of zombies, and then you have the people who aren't zombies, and there's maybe a few dozen of them. And it's how these few dozens of people live and work and fight together, and with with each other a little bit um, as, as they you know survive through the zombie apocalypse. And it's, it's really neat. Uh, it's, it's a really, really good show. Uh, it came off of a, a comic book. Right. I've read the comic yeah. book. It's not bad. The, art, the art's really good.
2: Yeah, anyway, It's already got picked up for a second season.
3: Well, the first season was six episodes. I think that AMC just tried it out. Well, what happens if we put a zombie show out on TV? And people went completely insane over it and that, <laughs> it immediately got picked up for another season. I think the next season is going to be 13 episodes. Probably. Which is, you know, uh, yeah. seven, seven more than, 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 yeah. than the first season, which is ridiculous, you know. The, 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 well, I suppose with AMC, it's small enough. They can take chances like that. They can have a six-episode run.
2: Yeah, and AMC technically is American movie classics, although I don't see how the hell Superman Returns is an American movie classic, for Christ's sake. But anyway, that's well, another...
3: They've got shows like Breaking Bad. Yeah, I've never seen that. That's supposed to be good, yeah. but I mean, there's yeah. other shows on AMC where they they have taken risky chances and it's paid off.
2: Right. Yeah.
3: Uh, I also liked True Blood. I don't have HBO, so I I haven't seen the latest. I haven't seen season three. Yeah. But my wife and I watched season one and two like it, over a weekend. <laughs> yeah. It was insane. It's like we have to get the new disc. Where is it? <laughs> it was insane yeah. and then yeah like tara said I, the good wife i also like the good wife well my, my wife likes the good wife a lot more than i do yeah. but again it's it's like oh gold you sly dog you know yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, just the characters and how they interact with each other is really amazing and, and there's a lot of good stories thrown in there too uh,
2: so kevin you wanted to bring something else up before we go to break
3: yeah, I just thought, you know, since it's a year
4: end uh year in review type show that uh we should take a moment and uh just look back at some of the people we lost. I had ten ten people that died, celebrity deaths that I just wanted to mention real quick. Um Rue McClanahan from uh, uh Golden Girls. Girls. Um Corey Haim from eighties fame. <laughs> um Billy Mae Richards did a lot of uh voice acting, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Um Urban mm-hmm. Kirshner, the Star Wars director. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbara Billingsley, June Cleaver, or um, Nanny from uh, Muppet Babies and a lot of other voice acting stuff. Uh Tom Bosley from Father uh, Dolan Mysteries or The World of David the Gnome and uh all the other classic stuff. I know most people probably recognize him more from his uh, older television series, but I didn't watch those. Um, Greg Giraldo, Dennis Hopper, Gary Coleman, and Leslie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. So just giving them all a little shout out since we lost them this year
2: yes it's it's been i've said this before over on twig nerd news it's been a horrible year for not just this year but it's it's been a horrible two years since 2008 for celebrity deaths It's just so many celebrities are dying off and it's just it's so awful um So, yes, I think we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the outro, give you guys a preview of what's coming up for GeekCast Radio Network in 2011. And we're going to go to some TV themes. We'll be back after this.
7: Our whole universe was in a hot dense state that nearly 14 billion years ago expansion started waiting <laughs> The Earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall, we built the pyramids, map, science history, unraveling the mystery that all started with a big bang.
2: The most shittiest moments of 2010, brought to you by Steve Megatron. Yes. Go.
6: I told you, dumbass, earlier that should have had everybody have one. But anyways, uh, I don't fucking know. I'll just edit it in later.
2: <laughs>
6: oh. That would be an extra thing that All
2: right, do. well, let's go around the table really quick. Everybody pick one. For me, it has anything to do with fucking Justin Bieber.
5: Oh fuck! I hate him. Why do you hate on Justin Bieber? Sorry, <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. You <sighs> <I laughs> can't do
4: anything wrong.
2: So, Kevin, what's your shittiest moment of 2010? Shittiest moment of 2010.
4: Um, good lord. Uh, come back to me.
3: <laughs> Michael? I think, well, I'm going to have to go with when they canceled Stargate Universe. <laughs>
5: yeah. I actually, You know what? I actually have a good one. Huh? Uh, Lady Gaga's meat dress.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Are,
6: are you serious?
5: <laughs> I'm just, I think it was a pretty shitty moment. She wore a freaking meat dress.
6: It's a dress of meat. She did wear that is hilarious. Just, can
5: you imagine how bad she must have smelled though? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just probably. a
6: little bit of fish, honey. <laughs> it's,
3: fresh, it's fresh meat. It's fine.
5: <laughs> That's the grossest thing I've ever seen, just to be honest. Like
3: <laughs> That is strange you as know what? hell. If if it would have been a bacon dress, everybody would have been like, Oh it's a bacon dress you know. And it wasn't a bacon a, dress. It was straight,
5: like raw it was meat. like it was just raw meat, like it could have like salmonella <laughs> on it or something like. Or <laughs> well, e. you do
3: You don't
6: have to eat it. You just gotta wear it. You <laughs> <She> don't <know laughs> to touch that anyway.
5: <laughs> but honestly, she had to wear that for like so long and pose and you know sit at an awards show and under hot lights and oh, oh yeah. god.
3: She probably smelled so good. <laughs> well, I mean, if the lights were hot enough and it started to cook a little bit, that would it would smell pretty nice, I think. It just
6: started fermenting. That's all. <laughs>
3: I mean, if you're a metaphor.
5: That's my shitty moment for 2010.
2: <laughs> yeah. Kevin, did you pay final um, yet?
3: I,
4: I got to go with the, the fall of my uh, one of my Hollywood heroes from when I was younger. Um, not necessarily the fall, but uh, everything involving Mel Gibson. <laughs> um I love Mel Gibson, and I hate that there's so much crap that he's he done. He has
3: been on a downward slide for a long time. I just want
4: him to go back to being lethal weapon guy.
3: <laughs> Which he um, doesn't want to ever do again. Yeah, or
4: anybody. Conspiracy theory guy, payback guy. Even his movie that just came out, Edge of Darkness, this last year was good. I, but I just. Stop being stupid. Please.
2: Eeny, meeny, miny, hey, Mo. <laughs>
4: Sorry. <laughs>
2: Uh, and Steve what is your shittiest moment of 2010
6: okay I would have to say the fact that I quit my job my second job only to find out that I I have been having random car issues that have been showing up Mm -hmm. and now that I don't have the extra money I have things that need that are not covered under warranty and they want to charge me for them so that is not one of my fighter moments at the moment. So I was just so,
3: was so thrilled earlier to find this out. I was. That's not good. I was yeah. ready to strangle somebody. I, I had just dropped eight hundred bucks on a new catalytic converter, and I was livid. Just like what, you know? And yeah, I was. And I, I was yeah, I probably would have let it slide for another year or so, but uh, I had to get my. Uh, well, in Indiana, you have to have emissions testing every two years in yeah. order to renew your license plates. Yeah, so I mean, I had no choice; I had to front the money, and it was just, this eight hundred bucks is not something you can easily part with.
2: Right?
3: Yeah, that's some bullshit yeah. right there.
6: Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So I, I, I greatly. It?
2: Well, things are also looking up for you, Steve. I mean, I know you're not going to reveal what those are, but, I mean, you know, the next couple months, you're going to be doing a lot better, so.
6: Yes, yes. I- I'm hoping it all pans out. According- it will. It-, it should.
2: Yes, once you head to the Sunshine State. Anyway, um, Kevin, why don't you brief us on the GeekCast Radio Network's Top 100 Animated Series. Just kind of give us a little teaser, like uh, what's... Yeah.
4: Yeah. Without going into too much detail, basically, you've probably, if you're a fan of GeekCast Radio Network, you've heard us bash the IGN Top 100 Animated Series of All Time list, especially on Tooncast. We've bashed it and bashed it and bashed it. Um, So I finally came up with the idea that, look, instead of just continuously bashing it, which we will continue to do, but uh, we should show them what a real top 100 list is kind of put our money where our mouth is so to speak so uh so came the idea for having a geek cast radio top 100 animated series of all time and um, basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be collaborating with uh every geek cast pod geeky podcast network that we can find any geeky websites out there Um we're going to get input from a lot of different people and we are going to unveil our top 100 animated series of all time in 2011 and it's going to be epic
2: Yes, it's going to be both in a written form post on the website, and it's also going to be a five-part uh, episode, audio episode for GeekCast Radio. So from episodes 20 through 25 is when we will be, episode 20 we will actually introduce everything as far as what's going to happen with it, and then episodes 21 to 25 will be the actual listing of.
4: We're going to be cool and go VH1 on you and give you like twenty eight per episode yep. or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool, very cool. Uh, At some point in 2011, Steve and I will launch Legends of the Dark Knight, which will be our review podcast for Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, and pretty much anything that has to do with Batman, Kevin Conroy, and the DC Animated Universe. Uh, Again, at some point in 2011, it's it's scheduled for summer, but it may get pushed back. And of course, this is the first time Michael Wilson's hearing about this. But uh, Michael Wilson, Steve, and I will return to Transformers Review Podcasting with Tap Transformation Animation Podcast, where we'll be going over all 39 episodes of Transformers Animated, uh, as well as the toys and the All Spark All Max. What?
5: Nothing.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. There are no tentacles. No transformers animated. Yes, no tapping, tapping and no bestiality. Yes,
6: very. No, <laughs> I'm sure we could infer some though.
2: No, no, we
6: can't. No. Dinobot Island and Black Arachnia. Oh God!
2: Oh, yeah. All right, okay. Moving on, so we can kind of wrap this bow, up wow, here. Wow. Moving on. <laughs> uh I will be brown launching at some crunk. point in. Stop doing your bow chicka wow wow. Damn it! No, brown let chicken, him brown talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you go ahead, Mike. Done- Steve, do you want to get done before 2 a.m.? I think you do, so shut the hell up, damn it. Um, <laughs> in late February, early March, I will be launching, and I know Steve hates the name for this, but I don't care. He's probably not going to be involved that much with the show anyway. I will be launching GCR and Gamers, which is our – it will be our gaming podcast. It will be a once-a-month show uh, covering uh, a gaming topic uh, each month. Uh, which is very, very cool. I'll be doing that. And then sometime late September, early October of 2011, the constant joke of me saying 65 years in the future not only references Batman Beyond, but it also references Tooncast Beyond. Yes. Tooncast (laughs) Beyond will be exactly what it's like, what the name implies. It will cover any cartoon from 2000 until whenever now is. So that's a show much like my that can go on endlessly, and it will be in seasons. The way we're gonna do this is season one of Tooncast Beyond has 30 episodes. After 30 episodes, we will take two months off, and we will come back with the next season of, of, of
4: episodes. Um, yes, so. So even though Tooncast leaves us, we will be reliving more cartoons, don't worry.
5: Yes. And I'm excited to be a part of that. (laughs) Yes,
2: you will be.
4: And then, of course, also you will have the continuation of what we've started with the telecast, and we will end Season 1 eventually and start a second season. Yes.
5: Telecast.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned for what that might be as far as second season goes.
2: Um... Steve or Michael or anybody, do you guys want to do any final thoughts for 2010 before I go into this extremely long outro I have, for, I have prepared? Uh,
3: I'm going to skin you and put on your face and say hi to your mama.
2: <laughs> I have no idea what that references. but
3: okay. I don't know what that
5: reference
6: either. I'm
3: I mean, going to say yeah. that Michael... Wilson is correct in whatever he
5: says
3: (laughs) Um, thank you Megatron
5: yeah if I can go real quick I just want to say 2010 it was a pretty good year and I just want to wish all my friends at Centennial and my family a very happy new year and also everyone at the Geekcast Radio Network Thanks thanks so much for letting me be a part of this and I'm very happy to be here so you're here Yeah, looking forward to 2011. Yes, (laughs) I've arrived. I'm here. And, yeah, just looking. Kevin,
4: do you have any final words? Oh, my goodness, yes. Um, look, Here we go. Looking, oh, <laughs> looking forward to great things, like uh, like I said, with the top 100 animated series of all time, but also looking for a lot of great things, not just GeekCast and getting the, the flagship show going and doing the ongoing telecast stuff, but uh, Behind the Voice Actors is getting some pretty uh, awesome stuff coming in 2011, so I'll be looking forward to revealing that when we get to that point.
2: Sweet. Thank you for joining us here on GeekCast Radio. There are some ways to get in contact with us, to leave feedback for the show, visit the website geekcastradio.com, leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. The show name there is GeekCast Radio. Mine is TFJ and Mike. Tara, what is your Twitter?
3: Tara Blair.
2: Michael Wilson, what's your Twitter?
3: C T Michael.
6: Kevin. Bosque dog. Steve. I don't have one anymore. You hardly
2: <laughs> ever use it. <laughs> SCP-21. Call the voicemail line, tell us the show you're leaving the message for, and your name, 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the GeekCast Radio, and wish you will join us next time, when we'll be giving you the overview of the GCRN Top 100 Animated Series of All Time. For now, I am tfg and Mike with...
5: Tara, the rising star.
4: And Michael Wilson. And Kevin Optimus Solo Thompson from
6: BehindTheVoiceActors.com. And Steve Megatron Phillips.
2: <laughs> yes, and I have been Mike Df doing Blanchard. We will see you in 2011, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New Year! Year. Noisemaker <laughs> sound. Yay. Yeah. Steven start that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Happy New Year. <laughs> right. Yay. Boom. I'm the only one who did that. Yeah,
2: show's so. over. It's over.
4: I have your extremely long. Yeah. Wait, what? I thought you said your outro was going to be extremely long.
2: Well, anyway, <laughs> show's over. It's over, damn it.